Hey, Adam. Yes. Want to trade a little bit? Sure. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Advice and inspiration for music and life coming at you. Coming at you so hard today, Peter. We're coming at you so hard. And we're sponsored by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all your jazz lesson needs. Uh, and hey, today... We, jazz lessons from jazz legends. <laughs> That's the, we haven't been saying that enough, man. That is the tagline. Christian McBride, uh, legend. Legend. Diane Reeves, legend. Jeffrey Keezer, Adam Manis? Well, we're getting there. <laughs> well, come on. That's how we do it. No, but you know what? Today, we thought this is fun. We thought we would just play a little bit. Just a little bit is what we thought we would play. Uh, and that we would talk about kind of what we're thinking and how you can play your great sh- Not just your good sh- But right. like how to how to really get the most out of what you're playing by kind of breaking down, I think, some ideas that, that we're playing. Um, we should... We should throw a bone to the nerds here about the chord changes we're playing over today and what they are. Okay. Right? If you are a super nerd, you'll just uh, mute this for the next 10 seconds and go figure them out with your own ears. That's right. A little but, ear training exercise. Uh, little ear training there. exercise. But that intro and what we'll, we'll kind of go over today is C7 for two bars, F7 for two bars, yep. B flat seven for two bars, and then like an E flat major. And then there's a little, you know, Turn around a little two five back to the C seven if you dig, and we might do some uh, we might do some substitutions. We might, we might suss out on it. Reharm. We might suss. We're gonna suss the situation out. Suss the hell out of this That's situation. Right. We yeah. might have already been doing it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just kind of a little circle of fourths, little little or circle of fifths if you're going downhill. Yeah. You know? It's just a sketch. It's a little. It's sketch. Just a sketch. It's, it's a just sketch. something that we can uh, bounce ideas off of uh, from each other. Yeah. And hopefully, you can play your great shit. That's right. And hopefully, you know, like what we're looking at here is doing a little bit more specific analysis for lines, techniques, yeah. um, little strategies that we have that we probably don't ever think about in real time. Yeah. You know, we talk about improvising, playing interesting solos. It's all about setting up and and executing on your story yeah. that you're telling. So these are just parts of it. So we don't want you to get too you know, too hung up on the licks or whatever, but we're going to take just different phrases and really talk about what they are, but we still want everyone to think about them, you know, within the organic flow of an entire story. Can I break down something that we both did that I kind of copied you on from that intro? I'm going to, can I play a little chorus here and I'll yep. play a little bit of what I'm thinking. Let's do it. The first thing that I hung on to, and I'm going to switch up the vibe a little bit. Okay. Three. Uh So, that was all great. That yeah. was all great. Come no on, good. Man. No good now. No. Uh, so, did you catch what I what I caught? Yeah. Yeah. Were you talking about the kind of playing with the fourth, almost the suspended, the melodic suspended fourth and totally. third? Totally. Yeah. 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 Well, I heard you do it up top, and so I, then I kind of copied that by doing 
Well, we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. But, yeah. but tell the folks what that is. Yeah, so that's just, you know, on that C7. So you, you've got fourths coming up melodically off of the fifth. And there's su- that's such a resonant... It's such a great melodic resolution, you know, directionally and everything. And then you've really got what is a very intense, um, you know, minor second there mm-hmm. when we when we place them together. But it's a leading tone up and down as well. And it's kind yeah. of almost like the the mirror image of the blues, which is the minor third to major third, the fourth to the third. So it gives you that kind of enclosure, whether you play the minor third or not. It's like a bright, it's like a bright blue note. It's like a light blue note. It is, exactly. And you've always got, you know, you know, all the different kind of permutations of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and it, and, and What it was this you, last one you just did? Well, that's like a really like almost like an F major seven or F major nine over C. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And when we talk about really playing great, sometimes it's about, you know, finding a harmonic shape that really resonates with you. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, we, we always think about this as, oh, this is just for piano players, but the great horn players are always thinking harmonically. You know, even if they can't play all those notes, and you'll hear them, like, play. Like, I remember Terrence Blanchard, like, playing with him, and he, he'll always, like, be going, like, he'll play, like, yeah, he'll yeah. play chords, you yeah, know? Yeah, Because he's thinking melodically, but he's hearing that complete harmony. So this is just... Sometimes if you can find that shape that you like, and then you can come up with melodic ideas over this. And this is really as simple as F major 9 over C. Yeah. But I'm putting that ninth down here, and I'm omitting the third. And that lends really nicely to that fourth versus third kind of duality. That's so beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I kind of... <laughs> that's the real shit. Yeah. The, uh, some shit that I latched onto as I was going over my first time was... Um, we have our C7 and I was, you know, kind of aping you on that. And then when I got that F7, I think I kind of went into like a, Uh-oh. like almost like a C blues scale or like yeah. a C minor pentatonic. And you can kind of ride this, the C minor pentatonic. Right. Wait, you're not switching uh, blues scales? No, no, you can kind of, no, <laughs> that's a secret. Did you know that? You can kind of ride this C blues scale over this whole damn thing. Yeah, and you I just want I mean? to point out a really slick thing that Adam just did. That. So this, you know, the the flatter fifth down to the fourth grace note on any instruments, vocals doesn't matter. But if when you go up, yeah, yeah, and then you stylize it after that. Oh, you know, anytime you know, always think about melodies as. You know, it's kind of like if you tell a story and you say something in a bland way uh-huh. versus giving it a little flair at the end. And a nice flair. I mean, this has got the like, blues. Yeah. The end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, my leash. No. So it's like the blues has already given it a flair, of course. But you could be like, that's a little bit yeah. vanilla, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what about going up there? What about... Oh yeah, <laughs> go yeah. go into your own uh... and and then you know to that point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you doing there? So this is where we're now. This I do a whole lot of, and I think it, it you know like all this stuff. If you play it as part of your story and play it confidently, it, it can be some great. Sh- but you're taking this phrase that we've already established that we like that, that originally was based upon that four third situation, mm-hmm. and now we're going to the next chord. 
F7, and we're just changing a note. You, you usually have a couple different possibilities, but you can start out certainly going with the with the closest thing. So I'm going. So of course that gives it bluesy, but that's to fit it into that F7. You're just changing that one yeah. note as the chord changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the slick thing about this and how to really make this sound good is to be more like instead of like. Make it exactly First of all, don't the make same. that face. Yeah, yeah, don't make that face. <laughs> Hashtag don't make that face. No, but but also to think about like how are you gonna how are you gonna change it up? Yeah. You know, and that's when we you're telling the story and you start so, going. How are you gonna change it up? Oh, I'm just gonna mess up the chord shades. That's what I'm gonna do. No, so I'm going like I'm I'm looking at a couple different variables. Rhythmic. Yeah. But but from a syncopation standpoint, so if I start out, so I might start my approach to it rhythmically because you know melodically we're set, right? I mean, not that we have to keep doing that, but we've got we've got the shape, right? Yeah, yeah. That's our shape. So we've got rhythm and harmony to play around with. Okay, so that's another thing we both kind of did. Yeah. What you just did. First of all, that was the great stuff of taking that. But where you just ended that, you did a slick little. Yeah, what did, well, I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure it was just a tritone sub, right? Or maybe yeah. maybe it was from the chromatic below. But it was some substitution no, no, was... to the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually thinking more like G altered kind of. But maybe I played something different. G altered? Yeah. That's super interesting. To the E flat. Yeah. Woo. Oh wait, 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 wait. What was that? Oh no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to E, to E. Like a like a E seven sharp eleven yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So this is great. So that's like the first thing we could talk about about like how do we switch it up when we're kind of going through and we wanna do our first substitutions on that. Yeah, don't do that. That's, that's no that super. was uh but thinking out loud here, you just going to that E flat, you hit that that E seven sharp eleven or whatever it was. It might have been altered, maybe. Yeah. Sharp nine, probably. Sharp nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To that E flat major seven. So that E seven altered or sharp nine is related to that B flat seven, right? Yes. Which is the chord that is the dominant chord going to that E flat, and that's yep. why you use it, right? You're just changing that root note, but yep. you can use literally the same scale. Like that's B flat, right? How about E? Yeah, no, that's you know? cool. I, I want to just jump right into something because you're, you're playing some good shit there. So play that <laughs> same line. I'm gonna count it off, oh, okay? I can remember. Oh, it doesn't even have to be the exact same All line, right. but rhythmically come at the same place. Okay. One, two, three, four. No, no, because you came in on the and at first. You're like, oh, okay. See, one, yeah, yeah. two, one, two, three, four. You hear how Adams, but like the way that you phrase that, that's the right way to play that. Oh, well, thanks, you know what I mean? Man. Oh, well, and, well it, and it's just you know, the, it's it's so much like rhythm and playing. Hashtag in the groove, that's the right way. That's the right way. So, it it enables you to play almost anything melodically, so you can start to use your imagination as much or as little as you want when you've got that kind of rhythmic precision. And and it's all about like. The entry point. Like, if you mess up the entry place, because that's where you're setting up where the groove and the melody intersect. Yeah. The melody that you're about to create. If you nail that first note, it's just like a first impression. You can kind of do whatever. You can stretch and pull or whatever. So it's like 
to put it in context, then when you get to the, let's see it. Four, F7. So it's the note after it lines up where you came in, but it's really that first note. Because when we start on the beat, one, two, three, four. Yeah, huh. you got to be precise with that too. But the upbeat, that's a more of a challenge for a lot of people. It is. I think yeah, for yeah. us, you know, and and for players that are experienced, yeah, you get used to it. But that's something. Especially for more intermediate plays, players, if you can nail this, you can make almost anything sound good. So like on the beat, one, two, three, four. On the upbeat. But if you come in sloppy, I'll try to do You know, it's harder to make the line work, yeah. right? So really pay attention to like where you come in on the beat. It's funny to hear you with that sloppy technique, man, because you're so precise with that. But yeah, th there's a great way to practice that too. You practice it. <laughs> That's right. Wait, you're gonna give him the hack, the shortcut? <laughs> you just practice it. If you're enjoying this, like and subscribe. <laughs> that might help. You're still gonna have to practice it, but we're we're here every week giving giving little tips like this out because we're just, trying to help everybody play better. You just gotta practice that. <laughs> and then you know this is very much something that I think for drummers, for piano players, for guitar players, um, can come easier. Maybe then a horn player. I mean, of course, the great horn players do this too. But we're thinking Wait. about comping. Oh, oh, for like this off kind the of beat. rhythmic, yeah, the rhythmic precision. Because if you think about comping, one, two, three, four, it's very much that same kind of two, two. Yeah, yeah. Woo. Come on, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Oh, let's show him that little trick. This is a good way to, to sound great. Play some great shit, I should say. We're swinging here. I know we're, we've played a couple different grooves. The grooves actually don't matter that much. So no. you could be like, like walk walk a bass line on, onto the same change. One, one, two, one, two, three, go. I was going back and forth from like, yeah, like you're changing your sense of the time, yeah. yeah, like almost going to a funk groove, but it works over the swing. A little Kenny Kirkland trick there, right? Great, Where you're man. like, yeah, yeah. Woo. Got him back in. I got him. You went out and I. Yeah, yeah. You pulled me back in. Pulled you back but that, in. yeah, that, I think that that funk kind of thing, if you kind of feel that backbeat, I mean, you know, you don't have to go in and out of it. That is kind of just showing. But but it's like when once you start hearing it and you go there, yeah. it's a nice. <clears throat> you should never feel like, oh, I have to wait. We have to all go to the groove. And for solo piano, you can be seamless with this stuff. You can go wherever you want. Again, uh, if you like what you hear, and hit a like and subscribe. Hey, you know what though? What? Um, just you can also just watch our other YouTube videos about all this stuff. People yeah. are going to ask like what we're playing with our left hand, the bass lines. They're going to ask about the left hand voicings. You're going to have to wait. We're going to have to do a whole oh, different thing. Oh, we no, we're not going to do that today. But uh, but don't forget to go to OpenStudioJazz.com to check out all of our courses. Yes. Yeah. We, we go through. I mean, all this stuff there is about. I mean, Jeff Keiser's course courses. Is I he? Think, 
Is he good at left hand stuff? He's very good at left hand and right hand. I mean, and he's you know he's playing good shit all the time. He is, but he's his his lessons career are really of good great. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of times the stuff I hear on there is like confirmation. Like I've heard that, but I'd never heard it explained in that way. So it's confirmation of something yeah, and another approach in another way. So it's a he's lot got of an amazing musical mind. Yeah, go check out Jeffrey Keezer's two courses over at OpenStudioJazz.com. And, and you know what? It's always a great reminder. Like you can really practice developing these. Ba- th- I would say basic building blocks. I mean, these are some advanced techniques we're, we've talked about today, but they're basic. Like some of them, like like that, starting on the and of one, one, two, three, four. Ten. Yeah. You know, you can practice this over very basic chord changes. Like this isn't even a tune. This is just something we were in here playing some, around with. This is some shit that we thought would be exactly. great. Shit we let's thought. go out on the same thing, but let's change the groove way up. Okay. And uh, yeah, until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Two, three.